Welcome to the Lipedema podcast hosted by Shell and Tiana. Our aim is to make noise around lipedema and educate as many people as we can about this disease. Our guest list contains professionals who work in the field and women who live with lipedema. Thank you for joining us. Alessandia Montana is a force to be reckoned with and a powerhouse in her own right. Alessandia wears many hats as a dedicated mother of three young children, a loving partner and a passionate advocate for women's empowerment. She has made a significant impact through her work as a trauma healing retreat facilitator and workshop leader, helping individuals find strength, healing and growth on their personal journeys. Not only is Alessandia a talented entrepreneur, co-owning a successful photography business, but she also found camp a body positive kickboxing boot camp that inspires individuals to embrace their bodies and achieve health and fitness goals in a supportive and empowering environment. Her dedication extends beyond her professional endeavours. Alessandia is an unwavering advocate for child protection, conscious parenting and breaking generational patterns. She passionately believes in equipping mothers with the necessary resources and tools to create harmony within their homes, find their true passion and purpose and cultivate confidence or why embracing a life full of zest, fun and freedom. We are honoured to have Alessandia Montana on our show today, where she will be sharing her incredible insights, experiences and knowledge with us. Get ready to be inspired and motivated as we delve into empowering conversations with this remarkable woman. Welcome back to the Lipedema podcast. We are your hosts, Shell and Tiana. And today we are joined by... Alessandia Montana, aka Lessie. Welcome, Lessie. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. It's it's such a pleasure, especially um, having such an intimate role in um, Shell's journey. And I've heard a lot about you as well, Tiana. So it's really nice to be invited into this space. And I think that the work you guys are doing in spreading awareness around lipedema is is powerful and very important and very needed. So if I can play my role in helping more women to be able to learn about it and then learn to accept their their journey and, and learn to love their bodies along the way. I yeah, I'm honored to be a part of that. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you are most welcome. And let's get started by telling us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I I like love and hate this question because it's like how I'm such a multifaceted woman. How do I wrap that up in like three minutes you know um or less <laughs> land the plane um so I guess on that I will start by the fact that I am um spicy I am um diagnosed borderline personality disorder ADHD as well as complex PTSD I struggled with body dysmorphia in some of my I say younger years but I you know I'm youthful still <laughs> um but I am a mom of three daughters. And I think when I became a mother, that really highlighted the importance for me of prevention, not cure, um, in regards to education, awareness, compassion for yourself and others, and also for, you know, leading by example and being a really powerful role model for them so that they can, um, I guess my wish is that they can avoid some of the challenges that I faced um, growing up, you know, societal expectations, shame, guilt, all those sort of things. Um, other than that, I am a partner to an incredible man who is a um, business partner. He is my absolute rock and has been um, 
pivotal in my journey with my BPD around, you know, abandonment issues, helping heal some of my mother wound and my um, anxious attachments. And oh, I could go on. Um, outside of that, I do women's empowerment coaching. I run retreats. I'm very passionate about child protection and empowering mothers to be able to take care of themselves because from that place of a full cup, uh, a place of self-love, self-care, self-nourishment, we really can be the best parents that we can be regardless of how that looks um, in regards to like parenting styles. I think that that's less important than actually coming from a full cup to begin with. So um, yeah, I also dabble in photography and a bunch of other things because, you know, I'm a creative at heart, but hopefully that kind of semi sums it up and the rest of it is probably in my pre-introduction or in the um, podcast notes. <laughs> Absolutely. We will cover you all. You are so multifaceted and I love it. So I want to reverse back a little bit now. So as a fitness model, what was your inspiration for creating a body positive boot camp like Kit Camp? Ah, yes, I didn't even mention that, did I? And that was huge. Um, so yeah, like you mentioned, something else that, you know, like I said, I can't fit it all into one spot. But yeah, I did do a lot of glamour modeling, fitness modeling. I did compete in um, WBFF and AMB. Um, and that was really at the height of my body dysmorphia and where I realized that what I thought was healthy was actually feeding my obsession and my comparison and my self-judgment and self-criticism. and um following that was where I was like I'm 176 centimeters and I was 45 kilos so one of my legs weighs that now and <laughs> you know um and I look back and I just think how much I judged myself how much I tore myself apart and if I'm completely honest Kit Camp was actually born at the beginning as a, as a mental health program I was looking more at how much exercise and nutrition when done right was beneficial for mental health. So instead of it being all about, you got to have the right mindset, you got to get up 4am club, this, that, like get your mind right. And then the exercise and the, the body will follow. I started looking at it the opposite way. I was like, well, I've been doing that and I still feel shit. And I know a lot of other women who do too. So what if we flipped it? What if we started enjoying exercise and doing it to help boost the endorphins, boost the dopamine, you know, get those feel good chemicals going, make friendships and be somewhere you want to kind of be around the, the people, the environment, um, knowing you're doing something for you without it being a form of punishment or, uh, you know, self fixation. It's just coming from a place of loving your body. So it started there. And obviously, as it progressed, I recognized the changes in myself, the changes in others from the body confidence side. And it was just like two worlds collided. And it was like, oh, this is what this is. Holy shit. Um, and I absolutely just, I still to this day, like tear up remembering how many women would come to me and say, and still do. I still get messages to this day that say, Kit Camp literally changed my life. It saved me. Thank you. Thank you for that time. And also, will you please open it again? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe soon one day. <laughs> um, but it was just, yeah, I really wanted to shake up the industry. And I loved, I loved that I know that I was the first on the Gold Coast to do it. I know there's not, nothing else. There still hasn't been 
anything like kid camp. And I know because I've looked and I've had other people come and say, I tried this thing and it wasn't it. But I love that a lot of people started to see, hey, we can use exercise as a form of self-love. A lot more empowerment sides of exercise came through. A lot more body confidence um, boot camps and things like that started to be developed. A lot more community-based rather than, like I said, exercise as a form of, of punishment or just to achieve an aesthetic regardless of how it actually felt. Um, and I, I've talked about it before, but yeah, like one of those, you know, uh, when they say the pivotal moments, like I talk about how there was a day where I was doing deadlifts in the gym and I had to put my hoodie on and this happened like three days in a row and I was crying. I did a post about it, crying into my deadlifts. Like I was some kind of hero, like that's how dedicated I am. Like, even though my body was done energetically emotionally like I was just like I don't want to be here but I like I have to and I'd get the validation like a badge of honor like she pushed through and she did it regardless and I just it was like I never ever ever want someone to applaud me for that ever again and so that's where it changed where you know Shelly you know that there would be days where you're like I don't know if I should come today and I'm like how do you feel? Is it going to be something that if you come, you'll leave feeling better? Or is your body just needing a day off? Because rest is actually as important for recovery, for your aesthetic, as well as for your mental health, as well as for anything else. Like it's as important in weight loss journey, even to rest and recover as the weights themselves. And it became really important to prioritize that even within a boot camp. But um, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that. Like one of the biggest things like that I remember from my time at bootcamp was those permission slips. Like I'd never heard anyone talk about that. You like, you give yourself permission to rest. And I'm like, what, what? But it's five o'clock in the morning and I feel like shit, but I know I've got to go. And like that just whole mindset change from, from going hard, working hard, not eating enough. And just that punishment into that nourishment and loving movement. Like that is just, that's gold. That is such gold. And we actually had a guest on um, recently and she was saying like, because I'll explain more to you about lipedema in a minute, but um, we're told that we've got to do low impact exercise, that we should um, do water aerobics and, and go swimming. But a lot of us, we're young and we're fit and we're healthy and we haven't lost our mobility. So there shouldn't be a, you have to do that thing. It should always come from your heart and, and be what you want to do for your mental health as well as your physical health. And yeah, I just, yeah, I just love that. Thank you yeah. for teaching me so much. And even on that, like, I'm curious for you to get with the listeners as well, like how difficult it was to hear that advice and take it because of how contradicting all other advice is right like everywhere else we hear just, just wake up and just go you'll feel better afterwards and like honestly it came from a great place most of the time maybe yes but it also especially for us as women it's teaching us to ignore our intuition to ignore the messages that are being sent from our body to say honey let's sleep in a little and go for a walk instead you know, and as you know, with Kit Camp, like my biggest piece around that was you're more likely to see results 
by doing something consistently that you enjoy. And if consistently that you enjoy means three days a week, but you do it for the rest of your life, that's where you're going to feel, feel based, not appearance based even, but that's where you're going to feel the best results versus, you know, the dips and of the, of the diet binge cycle, the eight week challenges, the six week challenges, you know, because you push too hard despite everything that's required of you. And then you reach that point where you're like, I don't even know if I was enjoying that anymore but I just kept going anyway. So yeah, I'm curious if you have like a little bit more even to share on just like how hard that was to hear, like give yourself permission to rest. And you're like, I hear that, but huh? <laughs> you know? I, that That is, yeah, it's a huge mental block. Like, no, but I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to train. I'm supposed to do like all the things we're supposed to do to then actually try and listen to your own body. And I think for me, especially like I've never listened to my body. Like I'm so out of sync with my body. It's, it's been damaged. It's doing its thing over there. So I was completely two separate beings and, and yeah, just learning. And the other thing about that, like when we're pushing ourselves so hard, our cortisol levels are going up, all our stress is going up. So we're undoing all this good we think we're doing. So we're we're mm -hmm. eating well, we're exercising every day, we're doing all the things, we're juggling all the things. Our stress is going up and just diminishing any positives that could have come out of all the stuff we think we have to do. Literally, <laughs> yes. And if, if anyone who listens to this podcast can just take just that away, I will be a happy lady, you know, um, that you're right. Like, you know, you would have heard many times in, in our, um, you know, consultations and stuff that we would say, you know, this is why sleep's important because it helps regulate your hormones. But if you're pushing through things and like you're saying, you're increasing your cortisol, your body's going to hold on to inflammation, water retention, you know, like you're not going to digest properly. You're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel sluggish. You're going to feel fatigued. Like it's like all those things, but then you, you, you bring that to, a, a, you know, a, a stereotypical personal trainer and they will go, no, we're going to change your calories. We're going to get you doing walks in the morning, walks in the afternoon and your weight sessions in the middle because to that and we're going to do this, you know. And I think that that's um, one of the important parts of really combining also um, like understanding hormones when it comes to like dietitians and things like that but having I remember bringing on like a hormone specialist and she taught me so much around training around our cycles our eating around our cycles and I was like how how am I you know 30 learning about this this should be taught in schools so now we've covered that and that's where I first met you during boot camp so what was the catalyst for you moving into empowerment now I know boot camp was empowerment but now you've moved right into that women's empowerment space and what was it yeah, what was the catalyst for that so um we we seg could have segued even from where we were when we were talking about you know the stress the cortisol levels that sort of stuff that when when the pandemic began um you know we were all pushed into an online model and i think it was just this like Again, the merging of two worlds. It was like, I was already, as you say, I was already empowering women. I was already coaching. I was already doing, um, you know, bridging a lot of my work in mental health, my psychology degree in with, 
you know, a, a, what appeared from the outside a stereotypical boot camp, but from the inside we knew was very much not. Um, so when I created the Food and Body Freedom Program, again, from the outside, you're like, oh, this might be, you know, a training program with a little bit of like, you know, diet stuff in it, or we were, we were un-dieting. Um, but yeah, it, it, okay, let me take a breath. My ADHD brain's like, which direction do I want to take this story? <laughs> um, but so what I learned and discovered working with hundreds of women through the years that Kit Camp was alive was that there was an underlying um, uh, consistent factor. And when I talk into trauma, it's not always sexual trauma. It's not always child abuse. It's not always like trauma can be anything. And I think this is something that really needs to be um, emphasized because it is a word that's thrown around a lot, but it is also still something that people think has to be this huge event. Parents died in a car crash or something like that. But, you know, when you actually start to learn more about it, it can be as simple as you had a teddy that you had formed a beautiful attachment with and one day you left it at a park. And from that, you had a split in how you coped and it created a new mask and that became an identity that then kept you going up until now. You know, that it created this, you know, when I have things that I love, they leave. So maybe you start purchasing more things or maybe, you know, that's off on a tangent anyway. But <laughs> um, what I discovered with, with the women in the boot camp is a lot of the time, they didn't want to lose weight um, because, you know, like we say, we get to the goal weight and you're like, oh, it's not 60 kilos that would make me feel worthy. It's not 60 kilos that would make me feel beautiful. It's not 60 kilos that would make me lovable. That's the ideal that's sold to us. But really the work is underneath that. And it is usually stemming from just some piece of, of, of something that happened in your life. And then it just and we don't realize that it's a self-worth thing. It's a lack of self-love, a lack of self-appreciation. And that, darling, please pop out. My daughter just learned how to unlock the office door with a spoon. <laughs> Baby, can you <laughs> she opened it with a spoon? So uh, <laughs> uh, this is staying in. Like we are keeping yeah, this. <laughs> so uh, so I mentioned that I'm a mum of three, right? <laughs> I love this so much because Lessie, um, I'm a mum of twin girls and Shell also has um all girls in her fam. So like the estrogen is going off in all of our households, it seems. It is a lot. It is a lot. And, you know, embracing and encouraging that that, you know, independence, the free will, the spirit. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I guess to try and sum it up, it was recognizing that we're, there were underlying factors that was encouraging women to want to lose weight, but then realizing that the weight wasn't going to be the thing that was going to solve the problem for them. And that's where it started becoming, as you know, the food and body freedom program. Yes, we followed intuitive eating guidelines and yes, we did, you know, boot camp style workouts, at home workouts, things that we were enjoying. We did dance fit, we did yoga, we did a myriad of different things because I was very passionate about exposing women to being able to find something they actually enjoy. And I always said, if that ever stops being 
what I do, but you find pole dancing is the thing that you just love. Like you want to be run club and do 5k marathons. Like I want that for you. So it was a mix of all those things, but then there was also other components that were really about um, raising the awareness around the conversations, your internal conversations that you have with yourself and where those voices started, where they first came from. Was it school and bullying? Was it watching your mom criticize herself in the mirror? Was it having a partner that left you for someone else and you decided in your head, you created the story that it was because you didn't look a certain way? Is it, you know, trying to help understand the narratives that actually guide our motivation to wanting to look and feel a different way? And it comes from TV, it comes from magazines. But when you realize, oh my gosh, this is how I talk to myself, and then have the tools to change that narrative, to reprogram your mind, to be able to, like you said, the steps, like to accept yourself, to respect yourself, to appreciate, then to love and actually go, holy shit, my body doesn't look like anyone's, anyone else's in the world. Even if I went and tried to get body double surgery, I still wouldn't be identical. What a fucking superpower that is that I am 100% unique in every way. Wow. No one else in this world will ever be like me. Wow. But we're so bombarded with messages from everywhere else that says you should look like this. To be loved, you should look like this. To be, you know, so it was those beautiful pieces and reflections and being able to cultivate that relationship with ourselves that then bleeds into the relationships with others. You know, being able to then learn boundaries, being able to learn how to say no and not people please or how to, you know, give that time back to yourself. And this even happens in our families. You know, we think as mothers, we need to be the most selfless people in the world and that that's our responsibility. You have a kid like now it's like everything for them, you know, and that's a new badge of honor, a new mask, a new hat to wear. And it's like, again, it, you build resentment for the things that you've, you've lost. You had a life before you came a mother that just goes, you'll never be that again. And not this is obviously generalized, not for everyone. Some people keep, some women keep the career and the dads stay home. But for me, I really struggled with that. I really struggled with, this is how much freedom I used to have. This is what my career was. This is what my friendship circle was. And my partner just gets to keep going to work, keep coming home. Nothing really changed for him. It obviously did, but as far as like a routine. And then it was like, oh, now I have to relook at a new societal conditioning that isn't about my body, but about parenthood. And it brought up a different layer of a worthy story, a self-love story, you know? Um, and so that's where I find the work in women's empowerment. It's, it's shifted into some trauma work. It's shifted into, you know, a lot of that self-worth story, rewiring patterns and beliefs. Um, but once you do that, even if they came through to me from a body confidence angle, you can use the exact same tools when it comes to your relationship, the exact same tools when it comes to becoming a mom, exact same tools when from a mom you become a career woman again and you're trying to make your world, make your way up in a male-dominated industry and you're like, oh no, new voices, hang on. Like you can't unlearn something, well you can, actually I take that back, you can unlearn things, but you'll never forget them. You just choose not to use them. But once you've got the tools, you'll always be able to remember and go, I can apply that here because I'm in control of my narrative. I'm in control of how I see myself and I am confident in this thing. Therefore, 
I'm untouchable. I'm unfuckwithable. And that's, I'm getting goosebumps on that alone because that's where I want women to be able to sit regardless of what the the topic is, whether it's lipedema, whether it's um, mental health and ADHD and borderline personality disorder, whether it's parenting, whether it's, you know, like regardless of what it is, being able to be like, I am so confident in who I am and my value that it's irrelevant, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's not that we've lost our power. We've just forgotten that we've got it. Like, because of we've just bombarded with all this noise and all this information and all these things that we're supposed to be and supposed to do that we just totally just forget it. And I just wanted to touch on what you said about trauma. The weirdest thing happened to me last year. I hurt my back while we were traveling and I was in the shower and I was in so much pain and all these memories came flooding back to me from when I was five years old and we had this traumatic event happen in my house. I had not even thought about it for one, one second in 40 years, but I hurt my back so badly. It just brought up this memory from, you know, when I was five and I was like, oh my goodness. Like I rang my mom and I'm like, I just remembered that this thing happened. She's like, yeah, it did. I'm like, oh, so trauma. Like, so when I did the food and body freedom, I was like, oh, I've got no trauma. Like, I don't know how to relate. And, but like what you said, like everyone has trauma in different capacities and yeah, it doesn't have to be that huge, big thing that's happened. It can just be a tiny thing that you didn't know how to deal with, or you didn't have the, the coping strategies in place that has set that trauma hey and a lot of the time the coping strategies we use back then are now things that you say are ineffective patterns today for example the people people pleaser as uh, like as a five-year-old oh we've got 10 minutes left I'm on a timer <laughs> um as a five-year-old like that's a really that's we hear it all the time be a good girl be quiet you know, so you learn to be helpful around the house if you're the oldest, especially to do all these things. And then you watch as it develops, as you grow older, you you watch what well, I watch, I watch um, women realize that they've just always done so much for others and been the quiet, been the good girl, been the yes man, because that's what worked for them to get them out of trouble. Now, that's not necessarily that a big trauma happened, but they developed that coping mechanism that is now an ineffective trait. And if they remember back to that five-year-old version of them, it was unsafe for them to behave in a way that was not pleasable. And that's the coping mechanism. And it's like, cool, most of our trauma responses were really effective once upon a time, really effective. I've got women who stacked on the weight because they were sexually abused. And at the time, the weight kept them safe. They were out of the eye. They were unapproachable, you know, like not unapproachable, but they tried to make themselves unapproachable. No one would look at me. And they didn't do it consciously, but it was working, you know? And then the body keeps score. So you say that, you know, your back hurt and all of a sudden, psh, it's because our bodies are an energetic library for every memory, every moment, everything we've ever experienced, everything gets stored in there. So it could be that you hurt your back and it came up because you were so kind of fragile and sensitive in the moment, but it also could have just been like unlocked. Here we go. Like there's a little library book that fell out when you heard, hurt your back and said, 
here's this memory that is ready to be released from your body now. You know, the somatics that we don't need to hold on to this anymore. We're ready to let it go. We want you to relive it so that you can have the conversation with your mom so that we can close the chapter, you know. Um, but it's 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 powerful stuff. And I'm trying not to take up all your time talking about it because this will be 20 episodes if I go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> and we would love that. But, yes, we do have to land the plane at some stage, right? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> so um, our community lipedema community we have little to no control over the accumulation of fat and our changing bodies so it impacts our physical health as well as our mental and emotional health so what tips can you give to someone starting out like who's just navigating this and and just like how yeah what would your first step be in empowering someone with this diagnosis? So I guess we've talked about it a few times already. I would focus on finding something that you love. Yes, they say low impact. Yes, they say this. But also if you're enjoying what you're doing and enjoying it, not doing it because you think that you should, that would be my first. Because if you're enjoying your life, regardless of what happens, you will never look back and regret it, you know? Um, secondly, I... As you were speaking, the words to that came to my mind were treat your body like you would someone you love. Like treat your body like a lover, you know? And if it was your daughter, if it was your best friend, if it was your partner and their bodies were um, changing, how would you speak to them when they're being critics about their bodies changing, things happening? How would you speak to them and speak to yourself the same way? physical touch, like knowing your love language, is it words of affirmation? Is it physical touch? Is it acts of service and loving yourself in those ways? Mirror work, so powerful for just admiring yourself. So many women don't even look in a mirror. Some women don't even own one. And it is so powerful to be able to look at your face as it changes, as it ages, as you gain weight, as you lose weight, as you get a freckle, as you have surgery, like all the different changes and just be like in awe of like the incredible, what the heck? we are just made up of cells and energy. That just is so buzzy. And then to just sit in that space of just deep gratitude and like admiration and be like, you're a universe in a physical form presenting itself to me in front of like in the reflection of a mirror. Powerful. Um, outside of that, obviously, you know, I'm a huge advocate for breath work. So I think that, you know, it, there's a lot of resources online. And again, it's something that people either think, you know, Wim Hof breath work in an ice bath, or they think holotropic and it's like this big trauma release thing but especially in, in parenting, when, but it's when I hear um, the negative thoughts come through because I'm years in and it still happens. I think this is another common misconception is that one day you'll be healed and it never happen and happens again. You don't ever self-criticize. And it's not that, it's that you catch it quicker and you reframe it quicker and then you treat yourself with love quicker. It's not that, yeah. Um, but breath work is really powerful even just in practicing the pause feeling the feelings in your body and being able to just be in your body instead of outside of it um 
they are the ones that come to mind really quickly but I'm more than happy to even put together a resource for you if you want to add a link to maybe the bottom of the podcast and they can have like a free downloadable ebook or something because I have way more <laughs> oh we would love that because we could probably talk for you to um talk to you for hours Leslie but the breathwork thing um was a really powerful uh, modality for us not just for our mindset but also that also supports our lymphatic system too and as um people with lipedema the lipedema community really struggle with our lymphatic system so a really really good tip from you um, to incorporate breath work and as you said not just the Wim Hof and the extreme versions of breath work but just taking a deep breath and be in the moment be present so yeah. thank you for that um, now before we get cut off uh, I wanted to ask you the most important question where can the lipedema community find you and access your services in the confidence space and the women's empowerment space. Yes, thank you. Um, I am in a bit of a um, recreation mode at the moment. It's it, like, I love, I love the ability to go, cool, that was a part of me and this is a part of me and also like rebirth. I'm a new human today as well as tomorrow. Um, so my Instagram handles will remain the same at Alessandria Montana. Uh, my business one is Empower HQ, um, and you can also find me on Facebook under the same names. I have a website as well, which might go in the show notes. So yeah, www.empowerhq.com.au. And yeah, my goal is to start creating more resources, free resources. So um, they're not on there yet. I will have a complete website rebrand rehaul, but please just if you they're not there yet, come back in a couple of weeks and come and find some resources because stuff specifically on all of these like topics will be available there. Amazing. Thank you so much. Look, I feel like we could talk to you for hours. Um, some of the things you were saying and um it's difficult with a podcast with two hosts because we both want to jump in and, and riff with you about all of these things that come up for us as you're saying it. But we do really appreciate your time, Lessie. And hopefully you might be able to join us again and we can dive into more specific topics uh, next I time. I would love that. I was literally about to say, I was like, I think we need to do three or four more of these <laughs> to just be I like, agree. just this part, go deep this part <laughs> I, think I would love to um yeah please ask away i'm all yours amazing well in the meantime uh all the best to you thank you so much for your time and we will see you the lapidema community on our next episode bye for now yay thank bye. you bye thank you for listening to the lipedema podcast lipedema and its symptoms vary from individual to individual the opinions and advice voiced on this podcast are of a personal nature and used for educational purposes. Please take away from this podcast what resonates with you and please see your GP or preferred specialist for diagnosis and healthcare. We are Shelley and Tiana from the Lipedema podcast. Until our next episode, bye for now.